Hey, it's Brad here from CoachParry.com. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that you can get your hands on your custom Comrades 2024 pacing band right now. If you want to plan your race ahead of time, Make sure to head over to coachparry.com forward slash pace and we'll create a custom pacing chart for you. Print it out and have it waiting and ready for you at the expo in Durban in the three days leading up to Comrades 2024. Don't leave anything to chance. Make sure you've got a plan A, plan B and plan C pacing chart. You can grab them right now. Simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash pace or click on the link in the description right now. It's almost impossible. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to throw this out there, is that if you listen to me and you don't finish, you've got someone to blame. But if you don't listen to me and you don't finish, then you've only got yourself to blame. And that's really the best way that I can convince people to doing this right. Welcome on to this edition of Up. It's great to be back with you. Uh, my name is Brad Nadult. We've got the coach, Lindsay Parry, with us. Lindsay, uh, a week on. We, we're still alive. We didn't get taken out by Cape Town running community, but they're not happy with us. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, all is well. Um, yeah, and we are hitting road shows and webinars and life is good. It's all, it feels like all roads lead to comrades at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I can't give, unfortunately, can't give any feedback about my gripe last week about Cape Town's runners because I've been away uh, and I haven't run in Cape Town this week. So I'm going to be running, or say this week, last week. So I'm going to be running this week. Uh, I'll give you some feedback next week to to let you know if the Cape Town runners have improved their behavior and are greeting, uh, unlike the Johannesburg runners. So, uh, Lindsay, we spoke a little bit about planning your year last week, uh, as well as what training plan you should be on. And we touched on two things that we said we were going to talk about in a future episode. And we're going to talk about them in a lot more detail today. And I'm talking consistency being one and strength training being the other. We're exactly uh, this coming weekend will be the 60 or 16 weeks to Comrades Race Day. Uh, I also just want to give everyone a heads up. It's Valentine's Day this week. So this is actually for Lindsay. It's not for everyone else. Lindsay, don't forget it's Valentine's Day. Uh, I want to keep you in Haley's good books. So uh, Lindsay, let's let's talk about the, the, the first one being consistency. We'll talk about strength a little bit later on. But consistency is... People downplay it. It's probably one of the biggest needle movers when it comes to improving your running. Uh, one of the things that's super easy to control, but it takes discipline. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, last last week I emphasized getting into the habit and creating that consistency. But of course, by definition, consistency is what we do day after day, week after week, and month after month. Um, and yeah, I think it was two weeks ago now we had... Sean Wickeljohn on a webinar and he just that was one of the, the the biggest things that he emphasized in terms of his own running journey and the improvements that he made and really what he advocates now in terms of getting himself and and being able to perform at such a high level for so many years he's done 31 comrades and they have all I mean the slowest one was was 718 so that's incredible so it's what we do, as I said, day after day, week after week, month after month. Um, and what I want to emphasize about it is this, is that you will get a far better result at Comrades if you ran three days a week, totaling 40Ks every week from this week until you go to Comrades. If you did that, you would be 
pretty well prepared. Could you be better prepared? Yes. Um, but you'd be pretty well prepared. You'd almost certainly be uninjured, which is just really important. And you would finish comrades. The reverse of going hard now, and you know, we 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 spoke last week about how important it is just to hold back. You know, we're only a week on, so it's not like that advice is, is going to change. We want to be building up slowly. If we build up too quickly, we're doing too much mileage now and we get injured, and we miss two weeks of training, three weeks of training, then we come back, we panic because we want to, you know, catch up on the last training or make sure that from here on in we're doing enough training. So we jump straight back up to 80, 90 kilometers a week, break down with injury again. And that's the kind of thing that gets in the way of consistency. So if we just build up really slowly, and we focus on low to moderate volume over a really long period of time, you will get fit, you will get strong, and you will be in a way better position to finish comrades and in a way better position in terms of starting comrades without an injury than you will if you kind of skip ahead or do too much or build up too quickly. So that's really what we are talking about when we mean consistency. It's it's day after day, week after week, month after month. And what allows us to get those three things together, what allows us to put that training and string it together week after week, month after month, that is being sensible, moderate over high volume, building up slowly to get there, and strength training. And that's what we're going to talk about next yeah, um, we, we're going to talk about that in a moment, but I, I wanted to just touch on, I mean, that 40K a week number is mind-boggling, and I'm sure there's people going, there is no ways that there'll be ice hockey in hell before somebody can finish Comrades running 40Ks a week from now until Comrades Race Day, especially with, with the talk, and, and maybe our international runners don't struggle with this as much as the South Africans do, because South Africans are at running clubs every week. There are people that do stupid amounts of mileage in the build-up to Comrades, and there's a massive comparison game, and it just ramps up as you get closer and closer to race day. Mm -hmm. It becomes more and more intense, and it's easier to get more and more freaked out. So you're talking 40Ks Ks a week, Linz. Like, I, I know because I've done it. Like, I've been that runner who's literally averaged 40 to 50Ks a week and finished. Mm -hmm. But how do, you, how do you not get caught up in the hype of people running these crazy amounts, running 1,500, 2,000Ks uh, for a finisher's medal in, in the build-up to comrades. How do, how do you wrap yourself in cotton wool and not get involved? It's, it's, it's almost impossible. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to throw this out there, is that if you listen to me and you don't finish, you've got someone to blame. But if you don't listen to me and you don't finish, then you've only got yourself to blame. And that's really the best way that I can convince people to doing this right. I mean, you, I mean, I know there were a few other circumstances around your first comrades and your first failed attempt, but when you did your second comrades, but even more important, your, your third one, so that, and you finished both of those, you, you did, you did what I'm telling people to do now, but I mean, what, what was your, remind me your upround time again. I mean, it was fast. No, my, my upfront time, time I've, I've the first one was eleven forty three. The, the the last upfront I did was a bit slower because I was helping a mate. But my my downrun was a was a ten thirty six. Okay, so I've got them I've got them mixed up. But the point is, so your first one you finished, 
and your second one on on very similar advice. Mm. I mean, honestly, we, you, we didn't give you more. We, we, we added cycling, so fine. You did do some more training, but you didn't run more. And you ran, well, you also ran like something ridiculous, like 50 minutes off the bike in a triathlon for 10Ks. But, but the point is you ran 10, you did 10.36. And so, and that was not off, you weren't doing 70 to 80 kilometers a week. There were, there were a couple of weeks, maybe three at most, where you did breach that like 60, 70 kilometer um, mileage. But for the most part, you were chugging out in the 50s, consistently in the 50s. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to convince people. And when they watch other people doing all these runs and you've got people that like post it on Facebook and, and Twitter that say to finish comrades, you have to do someone asked sent me a mail the other day and said they were told like to finish college you have to do one and a half thousand kilometers i was like what no no no. you won't finish you won't finish comrades if you do one and a half thousand kilometers you won't start i mean everyone is is different in different place in the journey but this guy wouldn't start comrades if he did one and a half thousand kilometers between january and rest day so so yeah brad that's i think the best way is that we've gotten countless numbers of people to finish and enjoy comrades doing it this way but i would i will take your blame if you don't finish comrades it's my fault but if you don't listen to me and you don't finish comrades or you don't get the time you're training for that's your fault yeah, Lindsay, and, and I think that the follow-up question to that around the consistency is, and, and I'll use myself as an example here. Yeah, I said it last week, we were talking about how much Stephen Mazingi weighed when he won Comrades compared to someone like me. I'm definitely not built like a runner. I mean, I'm six foot eight. People, when they see me at the expo, if they see me at races, they go, wow, you're a lot, you're a lot taller than on the internet. I mean, that, that's just what people say to me. And the, the truth of the matter is, if I, me personally, had to try and do those sorts of mileage, as you said, I wouldn't have made it to the start line because I would have been, I would have been broken, absolutely broken, because I'm biomechanically not the best runner out there. I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm tall. And, and that's the point is when you do too much, you, you're putting yourself at risk of injury and then breaking down. So you're missing weeks. You're much better doing slightly less and being consistent over that period of time than, than pushing, trying to chase numbers and then trying to catch up because you've missed a week or two or three of training. Uh, it, that becomes this downward spiral that's super difficult to get out of. That, that's it. And you, you, you've, you've, you've actually summarized it better than, than I can. It's, it's why the consistency, the sheer consistency works. Um, I actually, I can't see my calculator here. Oh, there it is. I, I actually want to just do some, some math here quickly because I actually think 50Ks a week also adds up to way more than people realize. So super basic maths. I'm just going to go with four weeks per month and, and we've got 24 weeks to comrades. But if you did, that's 200, that's 200Ks a week, right? 200Ks so, a month. And comrades, are big, I mean, sorry, 200Ks a month. Uh, that's 200 k's a month and we won't include june because we run around the beginning of june so we will just go january to may that is a thousand kilometers it's it's a lot of kilometers so that that's the thing people people do get caught up and they get sucked in and um may, maybe in a, one of the ways to also try and get this point home is that over the years when i've looked at it who's been successful who started comrades w without an injury um, 
And those are generally, not generally, those are the people who are successful in race. They're people who start comrades without an injury. We're talking finishes between like 800 and maximum 950 Ks. We're talking your um, bronze medals, not 900 to just over 1,000 Ks. Your Robert Macholi's pretty much on 1,000, maybe 1,100. Bill Rowan's, we're talking 1,000 to 1,300. And then, yeah, we've already, we've already joked in previous, in, in last week's um, uh, podcast that, that the Silver Oaks don't have, don't have friends and they don't like their family. So, you know, then, then we're talking 1,800 to, uh, to 2,300 kilometers in training. But I think that that was the important bit. If we break it down to 50 Ks a week from now until comrades, you will chalk up 1,000 kilometers. So, honestly, it is enough. Yeah, absolutely. And and Lindsay, you spoke about getting injured and and staying consistent. Obviously, that was the one part. The second part you said was was strength training from from the consistency, and and that plays hand in hand with the with the consistency because staying injury free helps you stay consistent. We speak about it a lot on on the down run, the importance of strength training. But is it is it different for the up run? Is it more important? Is it less important? Just a quick break from the podcast for a second to let you know and remind you that you need to pick up your Comrades Marathon Pace Band for Comrades 2024 right now. CoachParry.com forward slash pace. You can also click on the link in the description to this podcast right now. Don't leave anything to chance. Make sure you plan the perfect race come race day. Head over to CoachParry.com forward slash pace right now to get your custom Coach Parry pacing band for race day to make sure you run the race that is best suited for where you are and your training right now. That's coachparry.com forward slash pace. You can click on the link in the description right now. And don't forget, uh, you don't want to pick up just one. Don't just take your plan A. Make sure you've got a plan B and plan C as well. That's coachparry.com forward slash pace. Running the Comrades Marathon doesn't have to be scary and intimidating. Just thinking about running 90 kilometers or 56 miles should give you butterflies in your stomach. Add to that the hills you have to run up and down and having to do it in under 12 hours. The thought of it is enough to freak the most seasoned runner out. Never mind a newbie to ultra running or a Comrades Marathon novice. As much as Comrades is a physical challenge, it's just as much a mental challenge. The constant mental gymnastics of second-guessing yourself takes its toll. Am I training enough? How long should my long runs be? How many marathons should I run? What does this pain in my knee mean? My ankle is sore. Should I rest or run? And then the two big ones. Am I fast enough? And will I finish? The questions never stop. The constant worrying is exhausting. And that's exactly why we've created the Comrades Marathon Training Roadmap. It's a proven step-by-step training plan to get you from where you are today to having a Comrades medal around your neck without the stress and worry. Knowing that you've done what it takes to finish the ultimate human race, feeling strong and in control. Ensuring that you arrive at the start line fit and most importantly, injury-free, because more than 64% of those who didn't finish the race last year started with an injury. The Comrades Marathon Training Roadmap guides you through every step of your Comrades journey. Training, qualifying, tapering, and race day. We've got you covered every step of the way. Simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash up to get access to it now, or simply click on the link in the description. That's coachparry.com forward slash up. Now back to the podcast. From a performance point of view, on race day, strength training is probably a, a bit less important than on, on the down run because the down run just has such severe pounding 
on your quads and your glutes in the second half of the race when you've already got a high degree of fatigue. So from a pure performance point of view, it's it's more important on the upper on the down run, but that doesn't make it unimportant on the up run. And I think if we as I, I'm going to keep doing over the, the next 16 weeks, I think if, if we explain why things are so important, that really helps the penny drop. And that, I think, will get the buy-in and, and why people should do strength training. And hopefully it then leads them to do strength training. So why do we do strength training? So there are two great reasons for strength training. And that is, number one, the injury prevention component. It makes you stronger. So it makes your body more resistant to um, injury, particularly musculoskeletal injuries. Um, it makes sure that we are strengthening the right muscles so that the, the prime movers are doing the moving, the stabilizers are doing the stabilizing, that muscles are activating appropriately, and you are operating off a more stable base of support. So that then reduces your risk of injury, both through the physical strength that you provide, but also the improvement of the biomechanics. And then it will make you a better runner for very similar reasons, but it literally makes you run better because you're stronger. But then this biomechanical improvement and your improvement in efficiency is just such a key component of why you get better when you run stronger. So imagine this, because this is what most of us are like. Your heel slams into the ground and your, your knee starts to buckle and your hips start to give. That's literally what happens every time we hit the ground. And as you apply more weight and move over your foot, your foot moves into a flat position and then you move and you push off. As we move through those that phase, as we put more weight on, then our knee kind of as we've hit the ground, our knee ducks inwards and our hip drops down. So that's what's happening as we're just adding more and more weight. And then as we move through this mid-phase stance, flatten the ground, and we're moving towards a position where we're going to push off with our toes, now we are straightening the knee, bringing it back to the midline and pulling the hip up so that when we push, we're pushing in a one direction and we're not pushing in multiple directions because we've twisted and, and dropped which some people are pushing multi-directional because they're not even strong enough to get themselves back into position now if you've done the strength training you don't leave the position you hit the ground hard but your muscles can all do the job that they're supposed to do so your knee stays nice and straight your hips stay nice and square so as we roll in into that mid phase and then into the propulsion phase everything is already ready it's nice and stable of a good base and our force can all be used to send us forward instead of first correcting us so that we can drive off in the right direction and that's why strength training is so important injury prevention and it makes you run better and we've just been talking about how we don't need kilometers and kilometers you're better off sacrificing at least one run a week and adding strength you're going to get more performance gain from that than doing an extra 510ks over and above the program and get more from the strength training yeah and, and we'll talk about sort of how much and when in in the sort of phase in the bull that the rest of you, you talk about 
better off not running one day and doing strength instead. Lindsay, when we talk about strength, what sort of stuff are we talking about? Are we talking about in a gym, picking up heavy weights or is body weight stuff okay? Or, or what about things like yoga or Pilates? Does that count as strength work? So we are, it does count as strength, right? So I always, uh, let me start there. Pilates and yoga, of course, they count as strength, but really we want to be doing some form of resistance training. Pilates and yoga are excellent for building range of motion, building strength, switching on and activating the right muscles. So I like to think of those as, as complementary to, to strength and improving on strength. But I am referring here specific to proper resistance training. And um, yeah, in particular, the, the Pilates instructors that want to get on my case, yes, there, there's definitely, um, particularly if you use things like Reformer, um, and some, I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of ways to, but as part of your Pilates, let me round that off by saying, but it must include some resistance training. Now, does resistance training mean you have to be in a gym? Certainly not at the beginning. I mean, you can do resistance training quite well using body weight exercises. As you progress, um, you can use things like bands and stretch cords and some lighter dumbbells and kettlebells that sort of thing that you can easily purchase and, and have at home and then eventually if you get strong enough we will move on to resistance training and, and using weights and free weights and change machine weights but I, I prefer the free weights and then the, the other important question that leads in from there brad often is okay but what am i focusing on um and i'm afraid bench press doesn't count i mean you can do bench press and it will certainly help with your overall look and feel. But no, we're talking focus is on, on um, legs and in particular quad, glutes and hamstring strength. But don't leave anything out. Exercise your lower body properly. Um, make sure you've got strong abs and lower back, particularly for um, endurance running. And then do some strength training, so uh, upper body strength training. Because some upper body strength is important for running but it's very important for maintaining like really good um, health in your everyday life so yes add in some strength training for the upper body but focus around the comrades and the running training will definitely be on the legs yeah and the upper body is an interesting one Lindsay, because uh, you, you always joke about it in the webinar but i felt exactly the same way uh when i ran my first comrades i felt like the next morning like i'd been obviously maybe running like a gorilla where i'd been running on my fist because my shoulders and arms were so sore uh so the upper body definitely does help as well. well we'll get into a couple of specific types of exercises that you you can be doing but uh just so you know we've got a free strength plan if you'd like you can uh, just click on the link that's in the description below this uh podcast also on the the video uh you can download that and you can start doing it too and i'll touch a little bit about the progression and it, and it sort of as you would with your running as you increase the sets and reps if you'd like for for the strength training in in a moment but Lindsay, what sort of what sort of stuff i mean you talk about body weight some of us have got more body weight than others to do these sorts of strength training so i don't i definitely don't need free weights because i've got way more body weight than everyone else so uh what sort of exercises are we talking about to to build those prime movers yeah, and look, what I also want to add here is, and this is a bit harder in a gym actually, um, is that I like to do my strength training bare feet. Um, and the reason I do that is because I can literally feel, if I am not wearing shoes, I can feel when I am favoring one leg over the other leg. 
when I'm barefoot. So I like to train barefoot. And what I'm trying to do is to keep an equal distribution of pressure on my toes and my heels. Okay. So nice and feeling nice and stable and comfortable. And then I want to feel that part of the foot. And often, you know, if especially when I'm being tired and if I'm like dropping a shoulder to get a squat up, for example, uh, I can now feel standing on the cold floor where one, like I'm shifting my weight over to one side and, and going with my strong, um, strong leg. So I like to do barefoot. It's one of my, the things that I feel like helps me get technique right. And then we are looking at, um, like I said, primarily a quad glute hamstring, um, doing things like step ups onto a low step, doing things like single leg uh, squats. And when you start out, you, you'd maybe only do those to like 30 degrees um, split squats, which is effectively like a lunge, but it's a static lunge, um, side to side um, lunges, um, some doing some bridging exercises where you lie on your back and then pick yourself up with just your feet and your shoulders in in contact with the, with the ground so that really targets glutes and and um adductors and then you can do like hip flexors with the stretch cord you can do adduction add, add, add and abduction using things like um, cords uh, yeah and then into things like bicep curls and dips on a bench and body weight push-ups and uh, focusing on on abs with, with a couple of exercises. so that just gives you a good range of things that you can try and you can do um and what you should be working on um our, our saying brad is is three is ideal two is better than one one is certainly a whole bunch better than doing no strength training but that'll give you an idea then of how often you should be doing strength training um but yeah it's just so it's so important and it's going to make such a big difference to all your running, not just to Comrades Marathon. Yeah, I was going to ask you how often, but you, you've touched on that. And again, you're not going to be doing exactly the same all the way through to, to Comrades Race. Though. So let's talk a little bit about the progression. Obviously, we're still in that phase now where we're just building the foundation from a training perspective. Peak training is coming a little bit later, which we'll talk about on this, on this uh, podcast. But now's the time to be using that strength why are you still feeling okay because you're going to be super fatigued later on in peak training uh how many i mean you said threes threes ideal two's better than one one's better than none uh in an ideal world three a week now is that what we should be focusing on and obviously as we get into peak training we'll cut that down a bit yeah so three a week now would be great and and i will put my hand up and say i, I can't get to three a week i'm doing i do two a week okay so three a week is really ideal and I would say this junction in the year, I would even say run one less session and, and get three in. And I would try and do that up until March and then from March twice a week. Um, and then from about the middle of April once a week and then yeah, two weeks or 10 days out, I would, I would stop. And, and in, in, in that kind of April period, if you are managing your training and you aren't too tired, I would still keep to it's just once we've got the real benefits of strength training then uh, i'm happy for us to maintain that through to race day so short term three moving into two and then in your kind of biggest weeks of training you just slash that back to one uh, and uh, 
talking of cutting back during recovery weeks, obviously on the training plans, the comrades plans that you've written, there's, it's a three-week build, one-week recovery week. What happens in recovery week with strength training? Do you cut back as well? Yeah, we do, but but I'm and and not everybody does, and I'm okay with not cutting back on the strength training because one of the issues, as important as a recovery week is, one of the issues that a lot of clients that I have is that that almost breaks the habit and the consistency. So if they don't, yes, if they they must train easier, and by and large they do, but just to create some recovery space to yeah just to 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 reduce the intensity of those workouts but but to keep the consistency then yes i'm I'm happy for people to still have a session but just not to really push hard during recovery Cool. Uh, just so that you are aware as well, I know we've got a lot of our athletes who listen to this podcast and watch these videos too, so they are aware. But uh, to everyone else, we actually live stream seven strength classes every single week. So the, the cool thing is uh, you can download that free plan, you can do it, but the pro- progression is is where the challenge comes, is as you get stronger uh, and towards race days, how do you change those exercises that you keep getting stronger that you don't stagnate so uh, we've got highly qualified strength classes you can get access to that through our comrades uh, marathon training roadmap i'll pop a link to that in the show notes and the description as well so make sure you check that out we'd love to help you uh, the cool thing is you can do it from the comfort of your own home you just need a, a couple of bands as Lindsay said at the start maybe a dumbbell or two and you literally do not have to step foot in a gym the entire process and you will work super super hard so uh, definitely check that out that's the coach uh, perry comrades marathon training roadmap that's where you can get access to that Lindsay, talking strength a lot of people say to us well what about cycling uh i I cross train and cycling and does cycling help you run up hills better does that make you stronger uh is that considered strength training yeah so i know know the question you asked me brad but um because of how you asked it yes ironically enough cycling does help you be a better hill runner so that's one of the big advantages of doing um, cycling as cross training rather than doing more running um, but yes as a general principle in terms of strength and improving strength no i mean we want to do strength training cross training is awesome um, and it really does help our, our running but it, it's not strength training so it doesn't substitute strength training it constitute constitutes additional cardiovascular training with a much lower risk of injury what about running hills so running hills is look it's it's important but it's again not critical so th- th- this is a question that i'm getting a lot right now because we've got a lot of people who live in the northern hemisphere in particular that don't have hills for them to to train on so i do like to do some formal hill work uh, and that can be done on a treadmill so i do think it, it's not that i don't think it's important i absolutely believe that it's important but it's not catastrophic to your race plans if you don't have hills and i mean my dad's uh, again i use him a lot in examples but in this instance he's a he's a very good example because it was um as or just before we turned 40 we moved to the free state virginia and the free state actually and that is flat 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 so my dad used to complain he's not getting enough hills he can't train for hills properties and have such a bad comrades and then he went and ran 624 and came in the top five of the the um 
veterans, uh, the 40-pluses that year. Um, so heels are important, but you can do comrades if you don't have access to them. I think that's that's really the, the message that I want to give. But if you live in a hilly area, cool, that's to your advantage. Then do lots of your easy runs over the hills. If the hills are really long and steep, then consider leaving out the hill work because you're basically doing hill work every time you run. Um, but yeah, if, if you don't have hills, look look for a race or two that you can travel to that does have hills so you can just get some idea of what you're up against and do your strength training. Yeah, Lindsay, it's interesting you talk about if you live in a hilly area, and this sort of goes back to what we were talking about last week and running your particularly your easy runs at the, the right sort of intensity. And, and I actually saw a question on this in, in our forum on the Coach Perry app this week where somebody was saying they uh, – can they on an easy run? Can they incorporate hills? And I mean, the answer is yes, but there is a, a caveat to that. Yeah, and that's that. And I actually have this argument with people all the time. I mean, it's hard running hard up hills, but if if a hill is hard, you're running it too fast. You can make the hill easier by running slowly enough, so that you can get the relative intensity of going uphill the same as the relative intensity on a flat stretch of road. You just have to run slow enough. So, yes, incorporate hills. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to do it every weekend just because it's sometimes, if you live in a flat area, I mean, specifically, um, you know, logistically it's difficult. If you live in a very hilly area, same thing applies, is that if you're running hard all the time, um, that can also be a problem with stunting de uh, <laughs> development, with, with, with stunting your progress, um, having unnecessary risk of like Achilles and glutes um, injuries. So you do want to try and find some easier routes, but by and large, it's an advantage. And so you will make use of that and, and do a lot of runs on hills. Awesome stuff, Lindsay. As always, great to catch up. Don't forget next week, uh, to join us again next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about nutrition and sort of planning what you're going to be doing and testing it out because now is the time to be be working on all of that. So so do join us next week. If you haven't uh, liked or subscribed, please do. Uh, I'm going to just talk. I think what we need to do here, Lindsay, is you and I put these things together. There's a lot of time and effort goes into them. So I'm going to ask, we're going to put in place a little gentleman's agreement here that we put this out for free, people can listen to it, but you, you don't get, no, there's nothing for free. As they say in South Africa, nothing for Mahala. Uh, you're not paying for these, but we need you, as part of this gentleman's agreement, to share it with your running mates and make sure you hit like and subscribe. That's the least you can do. It doesn't cost you anything and it helps us. So there you go. Uh, there's the gentleman's agreement. If you're going to listen to these, you have to like, subscribe and share with your running mates. Simple as that. I think that's a good deal. Fair enough. Gentleman's agreement. Make sure you do it. Lindsay, until next week, thank you so much for joining us from myself, Brad Nadult, and the coach, Lindsay Parry. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Up. Don't forget to pick up your custom Comrades Marathon 2024 pace band right now. Uh, we'll print them out and make sure we've got them waiting for you at the expo in Durban in the build-up to Comrades. So head over to coachparry.com forward slash pace or click on the link in the description right now.